This week on The Swear Wolves, we celebrate the holiday season by discussing some of our recent convention activities and the 2022 horror-adjacent action comedy, Violent Night. Werewolves. I'm Brett. I'm David. David, David, David. Hey, Brett. Nice to see you. It's good to see you too, my friend. It's been a long time. I haven't time. seen you in a while. I've, I've yeah. texted you. It's true. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. It's been a while since I heard that song too, and I want to keep it that way. Oh, that sounds um, awful. <laughs> you know, we don't do regular episodes anymore. Only strange ones. <laughs> I'm sure people that are listening to this are like, oh, well, there's no rhyme or reason to these fuck nuts. That is correct. Just so they know, David and I still chat, and yeah. we still make each other laugh all the time. We're still so. the very best of friends. <laughs> uh, you get that dick pic I uh, sent you this I morning? I did. Yeah, I thought so. I did. Speaking of things that we sent each other, uh, you know, in years past, we've opened up Christmas presents for our Christmas episode. I guess this would be our holiday episode, um, this, this particular one. Uh, we both sent each other something. We did. And I posted mine on, I think, our... Instagram and it was this poster it's a drive-in movie poster an original like drive-in like like the kind they they I think they screen printed it mm-hmm. I believe yeah yeah and it was for Rosemary's baby at some at some drive-in in in Michigan right yeah and probably like and what if, 1968 or so whenever that movie came out 67 68 somewhere in there and they would tour with these movies right around like they had a reel like they didn't have like like movies see this is what people don't understand like rosemary's baby is probably a bigger budget movie but still like there wasn't like an endless supply of film reels yeah right they didn't make thousands of them and just send them out so they would go it would go from town to town especially at the drive-ins like it was like okay well we get this for a week yeah and then then it goes to the next theater goes to the next theater and goes to the next theater so they had like a limited engagement i was trying to tell my kids about that like especially with like those grindhouse movies mm-hmm. like not rosemary's baby but like those grindhouse ones like i think the filmmakers would actually drive them around <laughs> yeah very limited places. supply of reels <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's what makes it kind of cooler now you can just be like instantaneously like it's a file download it. <laughs> yeah right I, I i believe that's how some of these modern film yeah uh, totally studios work where you just download it and you have it like in 4k high def is thx sound still a thing or is it dolby digital atmos who knows fucking (laughs) it sounds good whatever it is so david bought that for me um and at the same time he was doing that i didn't do this like in like oh david got me something so i'm gonna send him something (laughs) but at the same time something (laughs) (laughs) the same time you sent me that i sent you something you did i listen yours was way cooler I mean, the what I sent you, I did it for purpose, but 
go ahead. It you was can cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I got a box. And what's funny is when it came, I was like, what the hell is this? Because like I had finally stopped. Like I'm sure you do this too. Like I go in waves where I buy lots of shit and then I have yeah, calm. Man. And I was yeah. in a calm period. And I was like, I got a box and I was like, what the hell is this? And then I remembered, it's like, oh wait, Brett told me, I don't know about you, like mail for me has been coming very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like everything I've ordered like takes forever. But anyway, yeah. so I was like, oh wait, Brett said he was sending me something. So I, I figured it out before I opened it. Um, but it was a uh, couple VHS tapes. Uh, I know what you did last summer. And I still know what you did <laughs> that uh, that summer as well. The sequel. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, you know, your love for Jennifer Love Hewitt knows no bounds. It's true. <laughs> I figured. I saw yeah. those and I was like, I was like, man, if I could get him these, uh, I'm sure he'd appreciate it just for and his I collection. Did. So thank you very just much. Just for his spank bank collection. Um, you're welcome. And thank you. Yes, and Merry Christmas to Merry you. Christmas, buddy. And- uh, I thought for a second, it's like, oh, we could fake it and just pretend like we're opening them. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> What is it? What is it? Jennifer Love Hewitt. What? (laughs) Rosemary's baby poster. Uh, So I framed my poster and I put it up. And like I said, I put it on some kind of story or reels or whatever the fuck they're called on Instagram. And uh, it might not be there anymore. I don't know how long those last. (laughs) It looked cool. When I saw the video, I was like, oh, thank God. It looks good. Because I wasn't worried. I was like, this thing's very old. I hope it. the pictures in the eBay uh, listing looked cool. It's got a little hole. At the, what? In, the, in it but um i mean it's not like a huge deal i mean it just adds to the character yeah it's true it's just cool it's just cool that's what yeah. I, I thought when i saw it. i was like that's something you don't see every day exactly exactly david what is we were talking about spending money and going waves right mm. and i feel like my wave <laughs> has crested and now i i need to like I guess is crested like when it's at the highest. I guess let's, so. Let's it let's pretend it is plateaued. Peaked. What I need to bring it down. I need I need calm mm-hmm. because David, what is like when when people ask us at conventions? In fact, Barbara Crampton asked us both this question. She said, uh, "What's your favorite horror movie?" And what was my answer? Oh uh, yeah, here's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is, and it remains Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It has been for many years. And and for a while there, it was like my favorite movie. Yeah. Like if someone said, what's your favorite movie? I'd say Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know if I can 100% say that. But it's up there. But it's definitely up there in like regular, like all, all around. But it's definitely my favorite horror movie. Recently, like two days ago, they released, well, actually it was like four days ago in our time, but they announced from Spooky Pinball that they were making a Texas Chainsaw Massacre pinball machine. And it looks fucking amazing. And David, you have a Halloween pinball machine that Spooky did last, yep. a couple years ago they came up with it. And it's awesome. <laughs> and David loves it. And I was on the, I, I teetered on the edge of getting that one because uh, I wanted it and then I didn't want it and then I wanted it. And then they announced Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction pinball was coming out. And so I put a deposit down on Pulp Fiction. Yep. Because I was like, Pulp Fiction is like one of my favorite movies of all time. That might be my favorite movie of all time. And the pinball machine looked cool. Yeah, it was very vintage, like old very school. vintage looking and stuff, and I thought it was cool. I played it at uh, in Allentown at uh, Pinfest. Allen, what is it called? It's Pinfest? Allentown, something pinball. Yeah, some bullshit. Jamboree. <laughs> yeah, Allentown Pinball Jamboree <laughs> is the official right. name. <laughs> 
So I played it there and it was cool and everything. But it's definitely not a modern rule set uh, for those of you who play pinball. Like there's an actual, like a lot of these modern games, like you actually have a mission. Like you have to accomplish Yeah, there's all these, uh, yeah, objectives. And the game advances. So it's like, like in Halloween, I I don't know what it all is, but let's say it was in Halloween, you got a, I don't even fucking know. know. There's like one where like, uh, you know, Bob and Linda, like their death scene. And you got to yeah. do different things okay. and Bob dies and then Linda dies and yep. And you got to accomplish that mission and you got to hit all the shots to get through that. And actually mission. when you complete the mission, you see PJ's you see boobies. You accomplish that mission. Then you go into the next mission. And when you do the next mission, then, then you keep, you keep building up and building on. Yeah. And eventually the there's like the wizard mode, which is like the kind the of the final. It's like, Fucking chaos, Missions, yeah. right? And there's like, in, in the Halloween pinball machine specifically, because it's like an eight ball multi-ball or some bullshit that yeah. goes on. And I've and never gotten like... to it. In fact, I've not even come close. <laughs> I think there's a like way you can hard. manually. Yeah, like, you can. If you can, you can actually go into the, um, like the test, like menu and you can just uh-huh. start at that. But I, I haven't even done that. That's modern pinball. Old pinball was like, like I'm talking like in the seventies, like the old that, EM games. Bing, like that bing, was bing, just bing. like, game, yeah, you got the bells and chimes, and you knock down stuff. Maybe there's drop targets and shit, and then it resets. And it's the same shit over and over again. In the 80s, it got a little bit better. You got maybe multi-ball. You got some ramps and shit like that. Uh, but nowadays, in 2023, like, I mean, we have LCD screens. Yeah, with video the, properties. With and video properties, and they, they have the rights to it. So that didn't ha- they didn't have that stuff on the pulp fiction one cuz Quentin Tarantino was like I don't want a game like that I want an old school game and they were like okay we're going to give Tarantino what he wants understandable yeah although the game looks really cool and plays really cool but this Texas Chainsaw game has the LCD it has the ramps it has the multi ball it has the different modes and they have 100% license to use the entire film yeah all sorts of videos so they could, theoretically, they could play every frame of that movie while you're playing the game. Yeah, and from what I hear, they've added tons of uh, video. Yeah. So I contacted the distributor that I had the deposit with, and I was like, hey, I know this isn't like the typical thing. And this distributor was like, I tell you what, I'll let you do it. I'll let you move, <laughs> move your that deposit. deposit over over to the other game and they were really nice i'm not going to mention them because i don't know if they allow that for everybody <laughs> and so i don't want to get anybody in trouble to go i'm brett from the swearwolves i don't know if you've heard of me <laughs> kind of they're not deal. gonna have any problems selling that other pulp fiction because here's what i could have done i could have sold my spot for the pulp fiction yeah and i probably you probably could have made some money on it too made some money but i didn't want to go through that hassle i didn't want to do all that and I even asked if I should do that. And the guy was like, I'll just do this. And so whatever. So I am going to be getting. Oh, and the other thing about Pulp Fiction, it was announced like last March. Yeah, it's not going to be out for a while. I probably wouldn't get mine until the end of 2024. Yeah, it's a long time to wait. I would have waited, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre should be shipping, I think, in February. Yeah, first quarter, I think. You won't have to wait long, Hopefully. That means it's going to be an expense. <laughs> and I got to curb a lot of my spending. Yeah. So I told my wife, I said, look, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go to as many conventions. 
if I do go to the conventions, I'm not going to get autographs. I'm just going to go just for like, hey, this is the convention experience. Yeah, or just limit, like maybe don't get the guy who was in that one scene that handed somebody a sandwich or something. Just get the yes, essential exactly. people. And I and I, I basically said that to her. I was like, look, they have this like Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Oh yeah, where you can get like everybody. Pittsburgh. Like, oh, he, this guy was a zombie who walked by in the background. If you pause it just right. Exactly. And I have a Day of the Dead one sheet. And I was like, I could go there and just get this shit filled up. Yeah. But I'm not going but to. No. Nope. So uh, I got that. I have that on order. I'm super jealous. Off. I'm living vicariously through you. Although I'm probably going to be there with you at some point. I'm I'm going to get that pinball machine. I'm like 75, 80% sure right now. Yeah. So David has other pinball machines and he has one that he might, because you need to get rid of one. I gotta, yeah. I, one. I don't have space. Yeah. I'm also not so, wealthy. <laughs> so <laughs> I should sell one to get uh yeah. If I want a game, plus yeah, there's just nowhere to put it, so I'd have to, yeah. I'd have to create space. So someone's gonna have to go. I think I know who, but we Rock, shall see. Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yes. um, yeah. So he'd have to sell one, but it it would look sweet next to the Halloween. So my ultimate goal then is down the line, and I told this to my wife down the line, save up money, get, get them the both, Texas Chainsaw, and then try to get a Halloween one yeah. used. That'd be cool. Because I think they would look pretty killer next to each oh, other. They'll look, yeah, they'll look amazing. Now, the only thing that would be better than that would be Friday the Thirteenth. Who knows? There's still time. Maybe they will. And then you get, then you get all three next to each other. Oh God, uh, David, I would just, I would just jizz in my pants. I was gonna say you just play all day, just <laughs> marinating in your own jism. <laughs> so gross. Uh, so, David, uh, when you're asked what your favorite horror movie is, what what do you answer? The Thing. The thing. So this goes against my I'm not spending money, but I already had this booked. I got a um I got a tattoo recently. Yeah, you son of a I bitch. Got, I was pretty I jealous of that. So you just been this has been the week of Brett making me jealous about <laughs> shit. Uh, so I got this tattoo. It's on my forearm. It's of uh the movie poster. Yeah, it looks the, awesome. Yeah. He did a really good job. I'm really uh, uh thankful that I found somebody that I trust up here in Pennsylvania. And uh, he's already talking to me about other stuff he wants to do. Nice. We were talking about doing the masks from uh, Halloween 3. Oh, that next. would be badass. The, th- the three masks. And I have mostly black and white, but I was like, you got to do those masks in color. And he's like, yeah, that would be pretty rad. I go, but be, you can only, you, yeah, you could do cool. it like just orange, right? And just green and just mm-hmm. uh, white, white like, or gray or whatever. <laughs> Bone colored? Boner colored. So... <laughs> That was that. And then also uh, this this week, I went to Steel City Con. Uh, David said he w- was jealous of stuff that I did this week, but I went to Steel City Con. That was yesterday, actually, uh, in real time. Dude, you know what I didn't tell you? I, I almost sent you a picture, but I was like, it's so dorky. I was so mm-hmm. jealous that, I, that you were there and I wasn't. I actually wore my Steel City Con <laughs> shirt all day yesterday. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Yeah, so that's where we went to last year. When I first moved to Pennsylvania, David came up and visited me, and uh, John Carpenter was there. In fact, he's going to be there again in April. Oh, is he really? He's going to be at the next Steel City Con in April. Trying to pull so. me back in. <laughs> Juliet Lewis is also going to be there, which is kind of cool. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to look at that lineup. Yeah, it ju- they just announced it when we were there. 
Uh, it was on the posters, but yeah, Carpenter's going to be there. That might pull me back in. The only thing that you have that you really want him to sign is your translate. So it's almost <sighs> like you'd have to ship it out to me. <laughs> and then you could come up and visit and we could drive it down there. God, that'd be so risky. Yeah, I'd have to think about that one. I'd be so worried that it would get broken. Just just take a road trip, my friend. <laughs> I'd have to wrap <laughs> the shit out of that. Yeah, you would. You would. Um, but I thought I'd let you know. So, but he might do conventions. Who knows? Who knows? He might do conventions that are closer to you or not. I don't know. He's a quirky guy <laughs> that John Carpenter. He is. He's a, he's quite the original, but yeah. So we went down to steel city con that was yesterday. So here's the thing about that though. I didn't meet anybody. This was the first <laughs> time I went to a convention and I never met anybody. The only reason why I went is because my wife, uh, whom I love very much has wanted to meet skeet Ulrich, like forever forever she was gonna go with us one time when he was gonna be there and she couldn't make it she had to go do something else and then she was gonna go we went to a convention another time and he was supposed to be there and he had to drop out and he was coming to steel city con and i was and she was like i am fucking meeting him i don't care what it takes and And we're getting married right Yeah, you fucking cuck, Brett, you. Um, and I was like, yes, dear, no, dear. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> so I um, I got uh, the VIP pass for her. I just got a regular one. My daughter came with us. She got a regular one. You guys are just, just common like, folk. My, yeah. But I was like, I, I don't want her to have to wait in line all day. Right. Now his line gets pretty long. Yeah, his line is long. Um, they're all long. All the screen people and yeah. all the screen people were going to be there. And they're all nice. Yeah. So Jamie Kennedy, Rose McGowan, Skeet Ulrich, Matt Lillard, Nev Campbell, Lee Waddell, David fucking Arquette. All these people were, Lee Waddell was the like stuntman. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kills Drew Barrymore in the opening scene. Those people were all there. Yeah. That's a crazy lineup. They had special VIP. You know, like when we met John Carpenter, there was a special John Carpenter VIP. Well, they had a special one for Matt Lillard. And then they also sold a special one for um, Vecna. No. No, the kid who played Vecna in Stranger Things. Put a pin in that. I'm going to come back to that. So they did it for Matt Lillard. Because Matt Lillard's line, every time I go to a convention, is long as fuck. He's very, very friendly. So he'll talk to everybody, which is awesome. Plus, plus Five Nights at Freddy's just came out not that long ago. And he's one of the stars of that. So he's got that going for him and he's so super nice to kids and he you know always wants them to come in front of the line because of scooby-doo and shit like that so whatever anyhow he's there i bought the, her the vip pass that was just like it was a little bit cheaper but it was just like you can get in front of everybody's line except for matt lillard's line and except for vecna's line okay and alec baldwin alec baldwin was there too he had his own i think vip <laughs> so you could she could go and meet him she gets there David, she got Alec or she got Patricia, got Patricia Arquette. Yeah, she got Patricia Arquette. She was there. No, she got David Arquette, Skeet Ulrich, and Nev Campbell. She was done in 20 minutes. That's insane. It's, I mean, why wouldn't I buy that? Yeah, that's amazing. The reason why she met all three of those, because she had never met Nev Campbell before she met David Arquette, but I bought a Scream 5 one sheet because I was like, fuck it. If she's going to go, she's getting him to sign something and it's not her tit. So I'm going to have her. So I bought a Scream 5 one sheet and she had all those three sign it because they were all in Scream 5. So, uh, and I I like the look of yours. Although 
they signed mine. I'll have to send you a picture. I saw of a it. picture and I was like, oh, oh yours looks better. <laughs> you thought? Yeah. Really? Uh, at least I thought the Arquette one looked better on on your poster with the black. Yes. See, he did yours with yellow, right? Actually, you know what? I take that. I take that back. I, I like the yellow on the on the one that I have, but I don't like the yellow on the teaser poster because I have two, I have two oh. Scream Five posters. So actually, no, I like oh, ours okay. equally. Yeah, but I saw he signed in black, right? He signed in black, and I was like, he signed in black, and my wife was like, yes, it looks fine, because <laughs> I didn't see it. Yeah, she rolled it, cool. it back up, and and then when we got home, I looked at it, and then uh, Skeeto Rich signed in black, also Nev Campbell signed in gold. Okay, I think she signed mine in green. I can't remember. Or maybe I can't it's remember black. either. I don't remember. It it looks better in person than it does on the photo, but it still looked good. Sweet. But anyway, twenty minutes. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's amazing. And they were all super nice, super sweet. And uh, Skeet Ulrich did say to my wife that he uh, was upset. Uh, this is the most recent news with the Scream franchise. That what's her name, Sam Carpenter. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, actress, yeah. Got uh, let go from Scream Seven. Yeah, and then. Yeah, because it basically removes his character too. There's really no reason. For <laughs> well, him I don't to... think that's why he was so upset no, about I'm just it. Saying, I think... but he's gonna be uh, probably. It just connected. destroys that whole story right. storyline, right? I mean, theoretically, Scream Six ended that storyline. You could have ended it right there, and so they could start fresh with Scream Seven. But I don't think they were going to. I think they were going to continue with yeah. the Sam Carpenter storyline. But because of everything that happened, and listen, David and I are not here to say one way or the other about it. It does suck that she got let go. I'll say that. It yeah. sucks that she got let go from the thing. I'm not going to say one way or the other. Yeah, same. Because I don't know everything. Because I don't know everything. Yeah, exactly. Does exactly. it suck? Yes. But I also don't know the whole fucking story. So I'm not going to make any judgments or cast any aspersions. I just think for fans of the movie, it's it a, does suck. It's a bummer. However, and, and because I don't want to see anybody lose their job. Yeah. Because of something that they believe in. Exactly. Right? Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> so that was all cool. My my daughter and I looked at all the vendors. And the cool thing about Steel City... I'll, I'll say this also about Steel City Con. One of the most well-organized conventions I've ever fucking been to. I only went just the one time, but I was impressed. They have it all mapped out for you. They have where the lines are. Even on the map of where it is, it tells you where the lines are. Yeah. For the awesome. people. Like what line you need to stand in. If you're a VIP, this is the line you go to. If you're not a VIP, this is the line you go to and this is where it leads you to. And it's all drawn on the floor. It's it's a well-oiled fucking machine. And their vendor hall is huge. It's massive. And they sell everything from a damned if I know to a diddle-eyed Joe. <laughs> they have everything there. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool show. I want to come back. It's a good one. Um, so Vecna. I was kind of confused about that too. I'm like, fucking Vecna? Is he that big? I mean, Stranger Things is still big, but like, was his line insane? Insane. That's wild to me. By the way, Matthew Lillard's line, at 11 o'clock, it got cut off for the day. Oh, shit. It was a four hour, it was a four hour wait. And that wasn't even the VIPs that had bought the VIP package. The show opened at 10. His line got cut off at 11. That's fucking nuts. It was out the door. It was in that. It was in the double tree. Do you remember where we went to go see John Carpenter? Oh, that's where they it wasn't had him. in the main hall. It was in the other. Yeah, they yeah, had yeah. him and the screen people over there, and his line was out the fucking door. That's crazy. That's when you walk through with your fucking badge, like Wayne's. Uh huh. Like yeah. Fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna be going to the front of the line, please. 
That was one of my best me- best memories. Well, besides meeting John Carpenter, was that day when we walked up there with our fucking VIP things. And the guy uh, in the standby line was like, "Oh, look, the VIPs," and we're all, "Yep, yeah, that is correct." <laughs> bye bye. Damn right. It <laughs> yep. See you later. We don't have time to talk to you peasants. Uh, who else was there? John Cleese was there. I I saw these people. I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't talk to uh, him. He's yeah, made John eye contact. Cleese. Uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, Gus Fring from, nice, uh, from Breaking uh, Bad. Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. He was there. Hank. Uh, oh, also from, yep. Also from Breaking Bad was there. He was in Total um, Recall too. Was he? Yeah, he was Tony. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> He's like one of the, uh, one of the, one of the Martians. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Anyway, Schroeder, Schroeder Brow was there. Christopher Nelson, special effects guy from, uh, the new Halloween movies was there. Uh, as well as Sean Clark. They have their podcast, The Thing with Two Heads. You know, there was tons of people there. All the cast from, uh, all the kids from Christmas Story. Oh, yeah. I saw that on their website. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, even Ralphie was there. Uh, so I, I didn't get a, I didn't go, I didn't, I like that movie fine enough, but I'm not. Didn't have him sign the, the stock of a uh, Red Rider BB gun? No, but somebody did. Oh, I'm sure. That's what I would do. Yeah. I saw this guy coming out with a gun and I was like, what the fuck? They're <laughs> allowing the this? gun? <laughs> Yeah, they let them. They let you bring that in. I would think they'd say no. You got to just remove just the stock, dude. I don't know, but I did wear my shirt. uh, Got a shirt recently from Fright Rags that says "A Christmas Gory." Oh yeah, I've seen that shirt. That's cool. Yep, I have. I got that one, and uh, it's a Christmas Gory. It's got Ralphie uh, holding a gun with the bunny suit on it. It says "He'll shoot your eye out." So I wore (laughs) that shirt uh, there. Who else was there? Pam Greer was there. Uh, met her before. Uh, like I said, Alec Baldwin walked by him. That's a cool lineup. Alec Baldwin's so fucking famous. I walked by him and I like kind of just like was like Alec Baldwin's like ten feet away from me. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, got to be kind of kind of a trip. That's, that's kind of crazy. He's very puffy. These days. <laughs> yeah, he just looked puffy. He looked like he needed. He was like, you need to go to sleep, dude. His eyes were all puffy, and I don't know what's going on. You well, know, after all that, say, his life is probably pretty stressful at the fucking moment. Fucking goddamn. I know. I know. So stayed there for like only a couple hours because by the time I got done with the vendors, I didn't buy anything. I bought some stuff for my daughter. Aw. What a they nice guy you are. Taking care know, of the wife and daughter. Thank you, David. Thanks for pointing that out to me. <laughs> you know what they have at these shows now? They always have like candy vendors there mm-hmm. and they have freeze dried candy. Have you had freeze dried Skittles? Yes, they're delicious. And they oh, kind of swell fuck. up. They're they're the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, they're delicious. So I, bought, I bought some for my daughter and for my son who wasn't there. But my son was back home before we get onto your convention because you went to a convention too. I got to tell you this story. And my son was at home and uh, he uh, had to work the previous night, so he wasn't going to get up early with us to drive all the way to Pittsburgh because it's about a three hour drive. Yeah. Uh, so we got home and uh, he was here with his friends and uh, they were doing like their band practice, which means they were just fucking around for eight hours. But um, they trashed your house playing rock star. <laughs> They, uh, I, ca- I come into the living room and him and his friends are, are uh, sitting there watching TV and I look at what's on the TV. They're watching an episode of our podcast that's on the, uh, that's on YouTube. <laughs> that's weird. It was weird. Cause I was like, what the fuck are you guys watching? <laughs> Which episode was it? It was the episode where we talk about, uh, what was it? Uh, blood beach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Blood beach, man. Blood beach. <laughs> Also, what a random episode to watch. I know. I didn't ask him. I was like, why'd you pick that one? Yeah. 
That's so funny. that was kind of funny though that I came in and there's all of his friends watching that. I was like, "You're famous." Did they ask for your autograph? I know. I was gonna be like forty dollars for an autograph. <laughs> yeah, she just signed their Blood Beach poster. <laughs> Blood Beach. Sign my VHS copy. Yes, forty dollars though. And if you want a photo <laughs> with me, it's an extra twenty. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I can get you David's autograph too, but that's eighty. That, yeah, and that's a send in. He's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta mail it away. He's a hard one to get. Yeah, yeah. You're the you're the you're the hard. I'm the one that's at every convention. I'm the Kane Hodder of uh, fucking uh, <laughs> swearwolves, and you're the John Carpenter. <laughs> so oh, yeah, wonderful. Anyway, so that's what's going on. But David, you went to another uh, small convention there in went to a, a couple since the last time we recorded, but both very small and both local, both in Mesa, Arizona. Um, which is on the other side of town. East side, yeah, about 40 minutes or so from my house. I think the first one was like the week after our last episode came out. So this was a while ago. Okay. Um, but I went to a show called Artists Assemble. And this was the second. Uh, they did one last October and they did it again this year. And uh, they had a bunch of guests. but And there was some people that we had met before. Um, some people that we didn't. But like they had a couple people from the new Evil Dead Rise movie. Um, that I didn't meet. I went there just for one person, and that was uh, Heather Matarazzo uh, to get her on my Scream 5 posters. Yeah, so, so she she's... played Randy's uh, sister. Yeah. She first appeared in um, uh, Scream, Scream 3. Scream 3. But she's also Welcome to the Dollhouse. She plays Wiener Dog. Yeah, that's a great movie. <laughs> it's awesome. Todd Salons. It's so weird, but yeah. a really good movie. She's also in Hostel Part 2. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's, uh, she, well, spoiler alert, she gets killed. But she's in oh, she's in hostel thing. Too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, so you got her. Uh, question for you. Yeah. They had cast of Evil Dead Rise. Mm-hmm. Was the main the main person there? Who do you consider the main person? Like the hero? The, the mom. The no, mom not, that gets. Yes. Uh, yes, it was her. She's like really tall. She's very tall. <laughs> She's like at least yeah. six foot. Uh, Alyssa Sutherland is that her name? I think so. That sounds that sounds familiar. If it's not, I'm going to cut that out. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, she was there. And something that uh, and then uh, one of the people that played um, one of the daughter, uh, the daughter, the older daughter in the movie, she was there. Okay. And something that people were getting signed, I was like, oh, that's actually pretty clever. Is they're getting cheese graters? Oh, brutal! <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty brutal. clever. Yeah. I thought about it. I walked around. There was a vendor that had them, and I was like, hmm. But I was like, eh, nah, leave it alone. Yeah. That was a really small show, and I was there after I met Heather. I think I did one lap around the vendor hall. I bought a uh, copy of um, Dawn of the Dead on VHS. Nice. And then I got the hell out of there and drove home. So that was a real real quick one. Yeah. And then just this past weekend for us, so um, like first weekend of December, I went to uh, a show called A Christmas to Dismember, mm. also in Mesa, Arizona. And this was the first uh, one of this kind, but I guess they're going to make it an annual thing because I think it was successful. Yeah, those are the but, guys, um, uh, the guy from Terror Trader. Terror Trader, which yeah. is like um, another Arizona company that it's kind of like a, almost like a horror flea market kind of thing, right? That's You've basic. Been there. I've, yeah. I've never been there. Terror Trader, yeah, it's in Chandler. Chandler, Arizona. And yeah. it's... Um, yeah, it's it's a horror flea market. So the guy who runs it, he was a collector of stuff, and he just started putting some stuff in there and for sale. And then he got a bunch of other vendors that we usually would see at these conventions that were local to us, and they're all selling their wares there. 
And you can also yeah. buy like trick-or-treat studio masks there. And um, I bought some wrapping paper there, you know, like the They Live wrapping paper. They mm-hmm. have all the, like that. They have all that kind of new stuff, but then they have like old stuff too. And he also That's has cool. like, he also has like um, oddities, like human skulls and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of that for sale, like in the vendor hall. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of a cool theme like the whole christmas horror theme for a show um yeah. you know people were kind of dressed in christmasy but also halloweeny kind of costumes and stuff and they had different rooms you could go into that had animatronic stuff set up and i thought this was really cool they also had a room where remember like when you were a kid and you go to the mall and you get your photo with santa claus mm-hmm. and they'd have like santa's workshop and they'd have like you know a big set and everything yeah they had something like that, but with Krampus. That's so you awesome. could get your photo taken with Krampus. But what was cool is like when I first got there, like when I got my ticket, there was only a couple of guests that I was going there for, like um, Barbara Crampton and D. Wallace, really the only two people that I was after. And there were a couple other people that I was like, eh, maybe if I find something to get them to sign, maybe I'll get them too. But um, I bought a two-day pass just in case like maybe last minute if a guest got added that was only going to be there like on sunday it was a five dollar difference so i think it was like 25 dollars for one day or 30 dollars for two so i was like yeah just give me the weekend pass yep. so i mentioned that because something weird is going to happen <laughs> later so i get there and i check in i they scan my qr code the woman gives me a lanyard i put it on and she's like okay just go you know the entrance is over there and then um, there's a table over in the corner. Make sure to get your goodie bag. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. They did a goodie bag thing for um, for weekend pass people. That's I've never had that before, but very cool. Yeah. When I And I didn't have my backpack with me. So I just had my poster tube and I had a record that I brought to get Barbara Crampton to sign. So my hands were kind of full. So I was like, I'll get the goodie bag. I'll, I'll, that'll be my last stop. Uh-huh. So I go over to Barbara Crampton first. Um, there's like one person in front of me. And she signs my reanimator score on vinyl. She signs the jacket, uh-huh. which uh, I brought a glow-in-the-dark paint pen. I think we had talked about this paint pen before because I was saying if I ever get John Carpenter to sign my uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man poster, oh, yeah, go yeah, ahead yeah. and sign it, which I won't do that now because it's visible. Like, it's not invisible. Yeah, you like, need him you... to sign it like an invisible ink. There you go. <laughs> Um, so she signed that in the paint pen, which actually, it doesn't photograph well, but it does look cool. Um, only the glow in the dark works for about three seconds. So yeah. you got to like put intense light on it, turn off the lights and go, oh, cool. And then it fades it's away. Like, it's like a glow in the dark toy you got in like Captain Crunch when you were like Yeah, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> shitty, but it still looks cool because like when it's not in glow in the dark mode, it just looks white. Um, but she was really nice. We've met her several times. Um we talked about her new movie, Suitable Flesh, which I had just seen like a week prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and she said she really enjoyed working on that movie. And we, we chatted a little bit about that. Um, but very nice, as always. So then after her, I walked right over. Dee Wallace was like the next table over. I had her sign my uh, uh, poster from The Howling. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I should also say uh, there was a show uh, to back up a little bit that I think I had talked about in our last episode that I said I was going to. Oddly enough, also in Mesa, Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, called Atomic Monster Weekend. And I think D. Wallace was going to be at that show. Mm-hmm. And it got Yeah, because Joe Dante was supposed to be there too, right? Joe Dante was going to be there. Yeah, I was going to get them both on that poster. And there was a bunch of other cool guests. Like, that was going to be a really cool show. Yeah, it got show. canceled because the guy's a fucking shyster and fucking screwed everybody out of money. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the guy that was running it was scamming everybody. Yeah, fucking douche. Man. 
But what's crazy is like the guests were confirmed. Guests were posting things on their own social media. Like it totally seemed legit. Yeah. And then the guy just pulled the rug out from everyone. Walker stalker all over again. Yeah. Bummer. So I got swindled out of my, my $25 ticket. Oh, God. I'll never see that money again. <laughs> Uh, so then I went over to her and she signed my howling poster. Um, I had a chance, like I told her and there was nobody in front of me, nobody behind me. And I told her about, and I think I mentioned this in our episode where we talked, uh, Halloween 45. I was like, I was at that show and you did this weird demonstration where you're oh, talking yeah, yeah. about how as an actor, your job is to like pull people in with your energy and like pull and push. And I was like, and you did it kind of in real time. And I wanted to tell you like that it totally worked and I was kind of blown away by how cool that was. And she's like, oh, that means a lot. Thank you so much. She's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of my method and that's what I tried to do. That's awesome. She was cool. So then I just did a lap in the vendor hall because uh, Eric Freeman, otherwise known as Garbage Day from uh, <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 was there. And so was uh, Robert Brian Wilson, who played uh, the Santa Claus killer guy in uh, part one. Uh, they were Billy. both there. Billy. Billy. <laughs> so I was going to, uh, so I walked around and I was like, if somebody has like the NECA figures of those guys, maybe I'll buy uh-huh. one of those and get them to sign it. And I had kind of been watching on eBay and it seemed like they were kind of going for like 80 to a hundred dollars. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I don't really want to spend that much, but let's see. Um, and I did find somebody who had the part one uh, NECA figure, uh-huh. um, but he wanted like $200 for it. So I was like, yeah, no. I'm not doing was that. it in a so box? Was it in a box or was it in the plastic? Um, it was the box. So the box one is going to be worth more because the yeah. plastic, like clamshell one, was the one they released to stores. The box one was the one you got with the Shout Factory. Yeah, and I did see somebody that had the clamshell plastic one. Mm-hmm. That one was like eighty dollars, and I was like, eh, Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I don't even so, like those movies. <laughs> neither do I, but I ordered them anyway because I like those fucking figures. The um, figures are cool. But I got the, I got the ones with the from the shell factory, so I have both those fucking stupid movies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, I checked out the vendors. I didn't uh, buy anything, but then I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna head home. Let me stop by and get my little swag bag or whatever this is." So I mm-hmm. go over there, and they're like, "What's your name?" And I give them my name, and they're like, "Oh, it's weird. We don't have your name on the list." And I was like, "They have a list for weekend people? This is so strange to me." And they're like, "Hey, but you got the badge, so you're obviously who you. You're obviously legit. So, uh, what size T-shirt do you want?" And I was like, "T-shirt." And I was like, "A medium." And then they're like, "What design do you want?" And I was like, "This is getting weirder and weirder." So I picked out a shirt, and it's this really cool kind of um, parody of Silent Night, Deadly Night, the part one, uh-huh. uh, with like the Santa Claus, like the axe. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rooftop. Like going down yeah, the anyway. chimney, right? And his yeah, hands yeah, just coming out. It's like the, the Terror Trader logo guy yeah. going down the chimney. So they give me that. And then um, I didn't even look in the bag until I got home. And I looked and I was like, oh, there's like a, a patch in there. There's Christmas ornaments. There's a Krampus keychain. There's a, a tumbler mm-hmm. that has like Krampus on it. it. Like all this stuff. And I was like, I bought a weekend pass for $30. This is insane. And then I was sitting there on the couch and this is hours later. And I was like, how much was that ticket? Did I spend more than I thought I did? And I looked and I was like, no, it was $30. And then I scroll down a little bit and I see the VIP option mm-hmm. that was like $175 or something. And, and I was like, what do the VIP <laughs> people get? And it was like, you get a swag bag that has a tumbler, a t-shirt, a patch, all this stuff. And I was like, oh shit. So then I look at the badge that they gave me. And sure enough, they gave me a VIP badge. They, they gave me the wrong badge. Well, no, they gave you the right badge, David, because they recognized 
They saw this face. But went, you were a werewolf. A guy. werewolf. <laughs> so I hope uh, whoever badge I actually had, I hope they were still able to get their stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> I, and you told me this, and I said, you know what? It's about fucking time. Because as much as many conventions as we go to, and we go to a lot, I feel like we go to a lot, and we typically do go VIP if there's if that's an option. We deserve to get a bump up every once in a while. We deserve to be go. fucking VIP, bump to first class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like anybody. Oh, but that explained why I got so much stuff for thirty dollars. Like, yeah, <laughs> so much stuff that you will never use. Exactly. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with that patch? Oh, let me put it on my fucking vest. <laughs> no. Yeah, the patch is still in the bag. Uh, I did put on the Christmas, or- uh, put the Christmas ornaments up. There were some Texas Chainsaw Christmas ornaments that it came with. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I'll probably, and I'll wear the shirt. Yeah, yeah maybe the shirt. Cool. The shirt I could, I could see, but uh, you're not going to be using that tumbler for anything. No. But a fun show nonetheless. Uh, real quick, before we get to the movie that we're going to discuss today... Um, there was a movie that came out that I went and saw, and uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet. Have you seen Thanksgiving? No. So no. you you mentioned you were talking about um, we were talking about Hostel Two, and that made me think about Eli Roth, who's going to be at uh, Texas Frightmare, and mm-hmm. we were debating whether or not to go. I'm probably not going to go, but I'm probably. Go. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to say we'll review it in the future, but I'm just going to tell people right now I love this fucking movie. Yeah, every person whose opinion I trust likes it so yeah. i'm confident I'm it's gonna a like it. fucking gem if you like like i do like david does the classic 80s slasher films late 70s early 80s slasher films you're gonna fucking love thanksgiving and pleased to announce not that i've got the fucking scoop or anything that they are going to do a second one yep and so well. eli roth is already working on it he's already got some stuff and they left it kind of open like you could definitely tell like in first of all you we all know that Eli Roth is a huge horror fan so anything that he writes he's gonna like take inspiration from stuff that we all love Mm -hmm. it's awesome it's awesome it's exactly what I want yeah I'm so confident that I'm gonna like it that I already bought the poster yeah and I have it so (laughs) if I go to Texas Frightmare I'll I'll watch it by then and I'll get him to sign that it's one of these movies and I don't do this a lot I don't buy physical media um, but I will buy it once it comes out on physical media. Nice. So I highly recommend you go see it. Even I know it's not Thanksgiving anymore. Who cares? This is going to be a movie that I watch. This is going to go hand in hand with fucking uh, uh, Blood Rage for the movies that you watch on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> Become a tradition. It can be Thanksgiving every day in your heart. That's true. That's true. Um, so David brought up Suitable Flesh uh, earlier, which is the new Barbara Crampton produced Heather Graham starring uh, film. Um, and I had heard of this movie before, but I was recently listening to a podcast called uh, The Best Movies Never Made. Of course, this was made. But they were talking about um, <laughs> movies uh, Stuart Gordon was involved in. And uh, they had uh, the writer from um, a lot of the Stuart Gordon movies. And I forget that guy's name. So I pardon me. I, I don't remember right off the top of my head. But I bring that up because Best Movies Never Made, one of my favorite podcasts, is hosted by or co-hosted by Josh Miller. Josh Miller and his writing partner, Pat Casey, wrote the movie that we're going to be talking about today, David, which is Violent Night. I know, the segues, no no bounds. <laughs> um so Violent Night 
came out in 2022, so just last year, uh, actually a year ago, almost to the date, David, uh, December 2nd, 2022. What My God. was the number one movie in the theater? Uh, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this and it's like, it's probably a movie that came out Thanksgiving weekend. And I was like, mm. what came out Thanksgiving weekend that year? And I could not think of anything. So I'm sure the answer when you give it to me is going to be very obvious. But this movie did do well. So I'm going to guess this movie, but I'm also going to assume that I am wrong. You are correct. That I'm wrong? No, you're correct in your guess. Violent Night was the number one it was movie. This movie. Nice. Yeah. So a lot of the movies, I, I, I didn't really look and see what came out, but a lot of the movies that were up there had been out for a while and were still oh, okay. in the theater. So um, it, there was like some Marvel movie. I think it was- uh, uh, Oh, Black Panther? Wakanda forever? It had been out. Yeah. It had been out for like 13 weeks. I think Top Gun Maverick was probably still out in the theaters at that point. <laughs> like there was, there was shit- uh, uh, that was still out but violent night yeah did very well um in fact i believe they're making a second one of that as well i've heard that as well number one song i'll give you a hint i don't okay. know i don't know this song that's oh, the shit hint. <laughs> do you know the artist yes okay all right uh, i went with break my soul by beyonce no but you're kind of on the right track uh it's anti-hero oh taylor swift yeah it's me. Hi. No, I'm the problem. It's me. David, your significant other is a big Taylor Swift fan. You went to go see the concert. I'm sure you've seen. Have you seen the movie yet? Of course I've seen the movie. <laughs> yes. And then she went and saw it a second time. I did not go to the second viewing, but I did yeah. go with her the first one. I live with somebody who doesn't care for Taylor Swift. <laughs> and so I don't have to listen to that shit. Um <laughs> If anybody listens to a Taylor Swift song in this house, it's me. <laughs> and I don't. So uh, anyway. Check out Antihero. Yeah, I will. That'll be at the top of my list. Uh, yeah, Antihero by Taylor Swift. I, I see enough Taylor Swift every weekend when I'm watching football. She's every time every time the Chiefs play, they fucking show Go Taylor, to the Taylor Swift. Cam. She yep. was the 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 Packers played uh the Chiefs uh last weekend and she was in Lambeau Field. I'm like, fucking yep. Taylor Swift went all the way to Green Bay. Like, they are in love. <laughs> My theory, I, you know, I have a prediction. They're going to be engaged on Christmas Day. Oh He's going to propose to her on Christmas Day. That's my prediction. I don't know. She seems hard to pin down. He's got to lock that shit up, dude. <laughs> She's worth a lot. I know he's doing all right, too, but come on. She's worth a quadzillion dollars. I, I read online the other day that um, her last tour, that Eras tour, was mm-hmm. I think the first tour ever to gross over one billion dollars. Yeah, crazy. Tay Tay, I'll listen to Anti Hero. Can you just buy me a Texas Chainsaw Massacre pinball machine? <laughs> it's like nothing. <laughs> As I said, this movie was written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller. Um, there's two Josh Millers in the horror uh, realm of things. There's the Josh Miller who was also a child actor, and mm. he writes stuff too. This is the different Josh Miller just so people know. But anyway, uh, this movie was directed by Tommy Workola. Workola. I don't know how to <laughs> With music by Dominic Lewis, uh, produced by Kelly McCormick, David Leitich, and uh, Guy Danella. It stars David Harbour as uh, Santa Claus. He's not Vecna. Not Vecna, his Hooper, right? On uh, Stranger yeah. Things. Sheriff Hooper. Deputy Hooper, I don't know what the fuck he is. What is he? That Toby show hasn't. 
Toby. He Hopper. plays Toby Hooper. Hopper. There you go. Whatever the <laughs> fuck his name. The show hasn't been on in so long that I've like forgotten everything. Yeah, he plays Winona Ryder. Like, <laughs> what's, no. the, what's the girl's name? Seven? Eight? <laughs> I think it's six from Blossom. Seven. I was watching Seinfeld the other day and it was the episode. <laughs> oh, I watched that too. When George wants to have a kid, name him Seven. Yeah, seven. Then, his, then his friends uh, steal the name. He's like, steal it was it my name. <laughs> uh, you got John Leguizamo. He plays, uh, well, he doesn't play Scrooge. That's what he's listed as because like that's his code name. His code name. Yeah. So John Leguizamo is the bad guy. Let's just call him that. So one day, my wife, when she was a school teacher, had to be out. And so she had to get a substitute teacher in. And so she puts mm-hmm. the lesson plan on the desk and everything. And on her desk are pictures of uh, her family, right? And I happen to be in one of these pictures. She gets back to school the next day and there's a note from the sub like, hey, everybody was good, da 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 da. And it says, your husband looks like John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? No, what? I don't. <laughs> she's like yeah have you seen the movie spawn when he plays the clown that's what your husband looks like he looks like a little clown boy a little fat clown um no i mean i i wasn't offended by it i was more like concerned that this guy's eyesight was going but i was also like hey man if you're gonna be like i mean john like was almost a, a, a good looking guy he's a good looking fella yeah yeah i've been called worse <laughs> All right, so uh, then there's some other people. I did want to point out um, there's uh, Edie Patterson. She plays Alva, uh, <laughs> which is like the sister. Edie Patterson is uh, Judy uh, Gemstone. In the yeah, and the righteous gemstones. righteous gemstones. She's amazing in that show. She's fucking hilarious. Yeah. If you aren't watching or if you haven't watched The Righteous Gemstones, listen. Hilarious. You need to fucking watch that. Yeah, it's a good show. Go turn this fucking stupid podcast off and go watch, <laughs> go watch The Righteous right Gemstones. <laughs> uh Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. yeah. She plays Gertrude, who is uh the the patri- the, or matriarch. the matriarch. Matriarch, sorry, not the patriarch. Uh, then there's other people in here. Like there's other characters. We'll get to the characters uh, as we talk about the movie. But those are like the big names. Yeah. Runtime of this movie is 107 minutes. Budget was 20 million dollars. Box office. What do you think they did, David? This movie did well. I'm gonna go 50 million. This movie made 76.6 million dollars. Damn, son. Well done, Santa. Almost four times uh, what the budget was. Impressive. And uh, that would tell you why they're doing a sequel, right? Yeah. It's a no-brainer. I don't got any facts on this shit. Let's just get into the plot. We already wasted everybody's time with talking about our nonsense. Uh, (laughs) I I will say this. David, you just watched this movie like yesterday or the day before? A couple days ago, yeah. Yeah. I watched this movie like two weeks ago because I was like, hey, we should do a podcast and we should do this. And you're like, okay. And then I watched it and you're like, I'll watch it in two weeks. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to take my sweet ass time. <laughs> so uh, I I know what I think of the movie. I have seen the movie, but details might be a little cloudy for, for old man, old That's man right. Brett. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to step in if you need me to help out. I have copious notes. I'm just going to read from fucking Wikipedia at this point. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do the broad strokes. <laughs> uh, there's this main guy, right? And uh, Santa Claus? No. <laughs> yes. Oh, Jason? Well, yeah. before we get into that guy, like, I want to say that the movie has kind of a, 
a prologue, if you will, like mm-hmm. right before the before the credits kick in. And it's Santa Claus, and he's sitting at a bar in Bristol, England, and he's having a beer, and he just looks tired. And he's just like, ugh, why do I even do this shit? Why mm-hmm. am I still doing this? Like, the kids are greedy. Like, as soon as they get a present, they're like, oh, give me the next present. They all want money and video games. Like, nobody appreciates anything. Everybody's greedy. Like, this might be it for me. And I love there's like another Santa Claus, like a mall Santa that's also having a beer. And he's like, hey, buddy. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm between shifts or something like that. But anyway, like they're both kind of talking about, you know, Christmas or whatever, not picking up. I mean, obviously not picking up that he's the actual Santa yeah, Claus. He's actually Santa Claus. And he's like, well, I got to get back to work. And so he uh, goes to the bartender and he's like, hey, give this to your grandson. And I think he like gives, it says the name. And she's like, what the fuck? How does he know my kid's name or my grandkid's name? Mm-hmm. And he leaves and goes out the door and he starts going upstairs. And she's like, no, 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 you can't go up there. That's that's not the way out. That's the, like, that's the roof. And, uh, and he's drunk. And she gets up Wasted. there and we don't see it, but we just see her point of view, like looking up to the sky and, and like being amazed, like, oh my God, like it's really him. And all of a sudden she just gets just a rain of vomit just falls on her. <laughs> she gets barfed on. Yeah. I thought that was wonderful. Santa, and then I think we get the credits. Yeah. Santa is a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> He's got problems. He needs to attend meetings. He is um, jaded and he is just he's just done he's yeah he's over it that's the way the movie starts then we got like the main kind of character the human characters which is jason and his wife linda now they are separated yeah they're estranged yeah and they have a daughter trudy and jason is part of like this rich family so think of like a really rich fucking family don't think about that one. Think about another rich family, like a rich family, uh, you know, that uh, just like, like more money than fucking anybody ever needs, right? Yeah. That's kind of like Beverly D'Angelo's character. Kind of like succession, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, very the- much so. Like, she, yeah, she's at the top and yeah, she's real cutthroat. And she's got two kids. She's got Jason and she's got uh, her daughter, um, Alva. And uh, they're like always vying for mom's attention. And Jason this year seems a little like kind of, I don't know, a little off, but yeah, he's kind of over it and he's more focused on like his marriage falling apart. He wants to get back together with his wife. He overhears his daughter, Trudy, um, you know, saying like she wants her parents to get back together. Like that's what she's wishing for, for Christmas or whatever. That's what she asked Santa Claus for. I don't remember. She's upset because he didn't take her to sit on Santa's lap. That's it. Like we didn't get our photo taken with Santa this year. And he's like, uh, and she's like, how is Santa even going to know what I want? I didn't get to tell him. He's like, ah, fuck. And he's got a walkie talkie. Yeah. So he scrambles and he finds a walkie talkie. He's like, Hey, this is a magic walkie talkie that lets you talk directly to Santa Claus. Now he's very busy tonight. So he's probably not going to say anything. Yep. But if you just talk into this, you can tell him what you want. And yep. he overhears her say, yeah, I just want my parents to get back together. Yeah. I don't want anything else this year. Yeah. So, but they have to go to uh, Jason's mom's house and that's Gertrude. And uh, that's Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. And she lives in this big mansion. I mean, it's, it's like, like a compound really. Like she's got yeah. security guards and cameras everywhere, all sorts of shit. Wait staff and just everything there. And it's all like beautifully decorated so they get there, Jason and Linda and um, Trudy get there. 
And there are other family members, like I said, Jason's sister, Alva. She's got a boyfriend. His name is Morgan Steele. And he's like a action. He's an actor. Yeah, an action star actor. Like a not successful, like a C-list, D-list right. guy. And she also has a son, Bert. And Bert, Bertrude is actually his I was going to say, his name's Bertrude. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a really funny joke because like the, there's a part where Alva and Jason are kind of arguing. And she's like, oh, like you named your daughter Gertrude, like after like mom, like what a suck up. And he's like, well, we call her Trudy. And you're one to talk. You named your son Bertrude. And she's like, we call him Bert. <laughs> and she's like, come on, Bertrude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah so Bert is there and Bert is like he's older than Trudy and uh, he's like always on his phone like snapchatting like and like yeah vlogging yeah. and like tiktoking and shit like that he's like di- he's a dick listen they're all bad people yeah they're all rotten they're except all, for Trudy really yeah Trudy's the only like somewhat and I guess Linda her mom is yeah is Linda's okay. nice everybody else is kind of a kind of a worm and they're Jason all, tries yeah. He's got a little bit of worm in him. He's got a lot of worm in him. <laughs> um, but uh, Santa Claus comes. Yeah, he arrives and he lands on top of the house. And I like how when he gets out of his sleigh, like he immediately steps in reindeer shit. Yeah. And he's like, oh, which one of you did this? Yeah, he's like, so pissed This is so off. unprofessional. No. But he goes down and he starts... Uh, he starts like raiding the uh, liquor cabinet, eating cookies. Yeah, oh, I love, like he's eating a cookie and he's drinking like whiskey or something. He's like, "Hmm, that's a good pairing." <laughs> uh, one thing I did want to say though too is that it does show Santa going to other houses, and it's always like cheap cookies, like right, like it's like Oreos or something, not homemade, and they leave out like bullshit and like uh, uh, coconut milk or almond milk or something, and it's not like. <laughs> Like, it's not like milk and cookies, like what you used to leave out back in the day. And this is also like kind of got Santa down. When he goes to this house, Trudy did make cookies. Like she yeah. made cookies for Santa Claus and she put those out. And so when Santa grabs one, like he's still like an asshole and he's still like dunking it in the whiskey. But he's like, oh, it kind of takes him aback because he's like, oh, shit. These are actually yeah. like homemade cookies. This is pretty good. Yeah. So he starts uh, he starts doing that, and he's just kind of taking a taking a break, taking a load off for a minute. He's like sitting in a massage chair. Like, yeah. yeah oh, they have resting. one of those fucking massage chairs like you'd see on those. Uh, um, what's that fucking magazine that they used to have? Oh, like it the in, in-flight magazine or something? Yeah, they used to have those in, in, <laughs> in airplanes all the time. It was for yeah. Sharper Image. Yeah. Right. The Sharper Image catalog. And that massage chair, they still have uh, Sharper Image because I got a catalog sent to me. It's fucking weird. <laughs> I was thinking about that not that long ago, and then all of a sudden a fucking sharper image catalog oh came to me. Oh, my God. And I was just thinking about it, David. Technology, man. It's getting there. It's reading our minds. It's coincidence, but <laughs> it's fine. Um, That's crazy. But yeah, that massage chair, $2,500. I looked, I looked at it, and I was like, holy shit, that's expensive. I want You went, it. I want that. And you looked at me, I don't want that. <laughs> Uh, he's sitting in the massage chair. Well, as he's sitting there, uh, that's when a group of like mercenaries come in and they're yep. led by Mr. Scrooge, who is John Leguizamo. And they all have like code names and like, let's see what some of the code There's names like are. There's like Tinsel and Krampus, Candy Cane. Yeah. Gingerbread, Krampus, Candy Cane, Frosty, Tinsel, Jingle, Peppermint, and Sugar Plum. And most of his crew is dressed like the wait staff. So they're already in the house. Yeah. And then the ones that aren't part of his crew, they kill. And they just yeah. like blow over everybody. All right. Pause. Time out. This movie 
We'll just let everybody know this is Die Hard. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's Die Hard, and uh, instead of John McClane, you have Santa Claus, and instead of the Nakatomi Plaza, it's Beverly D'Angelo's mansion. <laughs> yep. Because they're trying to get into a vault, and they're trying to get the money because she has like billions of dollars in there. I think it was like four billion. I can't remember, but it was a it was a lot of money, and she stole it. It was three hundred million. Three hundred million. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was like billions, but okay. Yeah. She so had essentially embezzled, really. Well, yeah, because she was supposed to go to overseas shit, but she took it and said that it was stolen or, or was destroyed or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So she's got it hidden in the mansion. So yeah, three hundred million dollars, and uh, they're wanting to get in there, and she's like, "Well, I have a whole team." I, they they capture the family. And Santa Claus. Yeah, because they tried to get to like a panic room or something. He's already there. And he's like, no. And she's like, well, you're a dumbass because this has happened. People have tried to do this to my family before. And uh, it didn't end well for those people because I have an extraction team and they're going to kill all of you. And he's like, and they're on their way already. And he's like, we'll see about that. Yeah. And he's like, listen, he's like, I know everything. Like you keep on like, don't underestimate me. Like I, I know all sorts of shit. Yeah. I know you have a team. I'm not worried about it. Yep. Santa Claus, meanwhile, is like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so he tries. Yeah, here's to- a gunshot. He's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. And something I didn't quite understand. Maybe you can help me out here. Like, you know, Santa Claus puts his finger to the side, the side of his nose, and he can like shimmy up a chimney. He mm-hmm. tries it, but it's not working. It was something with the magic of. Oh the yeah, yeah like, that's right. He was, he was losing- kind of. That's right. He was losing the magic because like the the Christmas spirit was fading. Yes, yes, the Christmas that's spirit right. okay. was fading. Thank you, Brett. You're welcome, David. Um, and, and, and maybe you can help me out with this though, because something happened. So unlike John McClane, Santa Claus is like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Fuck these people. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, so he, he gets out now. I don't know if he gets attacked. Something happens where there is somebody who attacks him and he pushes that person. That person falls off. That's that tinsel guy. Yeah. Yeah. He falls off the roof because he does eventually get to the roof or no, no, he, he pushes him out a window. Yeah. He pushes him out a window and he falls off. And he goes out the window. Yep. And then the the reindeer reindeer do get spooked by the gunfire. So they're gone. He's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, fuck you. Uh, (laughs) So he goes running and um, Trudy starts talking into the walkie talkie like Santa Claus, you need to help us because she's, you know, obviously believes that Santa Claus is out there and fucking Santa Claus ends up hearing her. Because he finds a walkie talkie that belongs to one of the. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I guess. I don't know. Something happens. I can't remember either that or he gets the other walkie talkie. It doesn't matter. But yeah, he's able to hear. And he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So he goes. And he, and he pulls out his list. He has the list of, you know, naughty and nice. Trudy's on the on the nice list. And he's yep. like, all right, I guess I'll help. Yep. So he goes back in. Yeah. I mean, Santa Claus starts fighting. I, I mean, not to go too far into it, but Santa Claus turns out to be this fucking badass. Yep. And they kind of go back. And this happens later on, but I'll just we'll just talk about it now. They go back into the backstory of Santa Claus. Actually, they do it in little flashes throughout. But the ultimate backstory is Santa Claus was like this Nordic warrior. Yeah. And he was he had like this club that he would go around. And skull was, crusher or something like that. That's yeah, what he called crusher. it. It was like a hammer, basically. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, like Thor almost. And he would go around and he was part of this army and he was just like fucking killing people. He's a badass. And then he just became Santa Claus. I don't know, like he found the suit like Tim <laughs> Allen or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> they didn't really get into that part. Like, okay. But it was something like that. Like he got 
he he got to be Santa Claus and that's what he's been. And so he's like all tatted up like underneath yeah. his suit and shit, like with like old Norse tattoos, I guess. And uh, so that's the background of this. So that's how Santa Claus knows how to fight. So yeah, when Santa Claus goes back, back into the house and he doesn't have skull crush or anything, but he like will grab stuff and he'll like, he had these nice choreographed fight scenes. Uh, he's also Dude, drunk. That, <laughs> that first like main fight that he gets in like uh, was pretty wild. Like in the game room of the house, he grabs a stocking or a hat or something and he fills it with billiard balls. Uh-huh. And he's just beating the shit out of this dude. And like, they're kind of going back and forth. And I love that like the guy kind of gets the drop on Santa Claus and he's got like Christmas lights wrapped around him. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, fuck. And he reaches over and he grabs the the star that was on top of the tree and uh, he jams it right into the dude's eye. Oh. And then he plugs it in and when he plugs it in and starts cooking the guy and his head catches on fire. That was amazing. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. The whole, uh, the whole sock with the, um, with the billiard balls. That's a, that's a Steven Seagal thing. If ever I did see one, because there was a movie, I think it was marked for death where Seagal puts like a, a cue ball into a sock and he beats this guy's face and all his teeth get knocked out. I remember when nice. I was a kid, I was like, that's fucking awesome. Steven Seagal's yeah. Steven Seagal's such a badass. When I was a kid, he was such a badass. And now I look at him and I'm like, this guy's a fucking fool. Anyway. Yeah. So that happens. So there's all these cool. Oh, and that is when he gets the, he, he does get the walkie talkie from a bad guy. That's right. Because I think it's around this time he starts talking to Trudy. There's all these cool things. Yeah, and Trudy plays that role of like uh, Reginald Vell Johnson in... Um, um, <laughs> yeah, in Die Hard. In Die Hard, because she's like updating him on what's going on. It's very Die Hard. But it's also very Home Alone. Because <laughs> at one point... And Trudy like just watched Home Alone. She was... Yeah. She even talks about this. Yep. And so Santa and Trudy get together and uh, Santa's like, I'm going to go do this. You stay up here in the attic. And she sets up traps, booby traps. She sets up like almost the exact booby traps that Kevin McAllister set up, like the tar and the nails and uh, everything. And it works, but it like fucking kills these people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. And I remember years ago, you and I were talking, uh, I think it was Alan was still with the show. We were talking about horror movies and we were like, what about a home alone? Like if it was like a horror movie and this kind of did that. And similar to like, we watched that movie Deadly Games last year or the year before kind of that did yeah. something kind of similar yeah exactly but yeah but she has like bowling balls from like a trampoline that yep. hit this chick in the face and yeah nails on the ladder going yeah. up to the attic it's pretty awesome yep and they, she fucks them up um <laughs> scrooge meets santa claus at one point and he's like you're not really santa claus who the fuck are you yeah because santa claus even calls him jimmy and he's like how do you know my name and he's like i know all your names and he like names like all of the his like accomplices and they're all kind of like what the fuck and what they wanted for christmas yeah when they were kids <laughs> yeah, and, and like, we find uh, out that john leguizamo was like an asshole since he was younger yeah and he hates christmas and he hates christmas and you know because his family was poor or whatever and santa claus ends up escaping and they're like we gotta find this fucker meanwhile they open up the vault and the vault is empty yeah, like, what the fuck? And he's like, where's the money? And uh, Beverly D'Angelo is like, I don't fucking know the money. Okay. Also, meanwhile, Jason, remember him? The son, mm-hmm. the main character? The bad guys are like, oh, why don't you guys open up some of your presents while we're all waiting here? You know, Gertrude, the mom, opens up her son's present to her, and she doesn't tell anybody what the card says. Yeah, it's like a bottle of, uh, I don't remember, scotch or I can't remember what it was. Yeah. yeah, and a card. And she reads the card, and she's like, huh. And she just tucks it into her pocket. Yep. And uh, anyway, they open up the vault. The vault is empty. 
Come to find out, Jason stole the $300 million from his mom, and that's what he was telling her in the um, card. He was like, your money's fucking gone. Fuck you. I'm out. Yeah, I'm done with his family. And he was going to take his family and just leave down to fucking Mexico, like, you know, because he's got all the fucking money. And she couldn't do anything about it because it was stolen money anyway. Yeah. And while this is going on, that extraction team finally rolls up on snowmobiles and the action star guy like gets out of the house. Like I think he jumps out a window or something. He's like, fuck this shit. (laughs) And he like runs up to the guys on snowmobiles. He's like, all right, here's what's going on. Let me tell you everything. And And the guy's like, all right, thanks, man. I appreciate the information. And then they just kill him. Yep. It's like, oh shit. You know, we come to find out those guys are, they've flipped. They work yep. for Scrooge now. Yeah. So Leguizamo got everybody involved in Beverly D'Angelo's life to flip and he was going to share some of the money with them. And he tells her again, he's like, again, I know everything that's going on. Yep. Trudy's going to get caught by uh, the little girl. Trudy is going to get caught by one of the bad guys, but Santa kills them. Um, Scrooge is going to kill all the hostages. Because Scrooge takes uh, Gertrude and Jason, because the money's not there. He's like, You're all right, show I'll, I'll show you is. where the, I'll show you where it is. Or he kind of, he doesn't really have a choice. Yeah, because he was going to kill um, Linda. He's gonna ki- yeah, he's going to kill the family. So yeah. he's like, all right, all right, all right. So he's tell he so Scrooge, John Leguizamo takes them away, um, and uh, one of his, and he tells his like henchmen to kill the rest of the family, but the family turns on that person and kills him. Oh, Santa gets a fucking like a sledgehammer and he starts (laughs) just, this is an awesome scene. Like he just lays waste like about 15 of these mercenary guys that, uh, uh, or not well mercenaries, but the yeah, and just taking him out in all sorts of crazy ways with like the hammer. And then there's a party gets a candy cane and he stabs a guy with it. The, the, my favorite was the ice skate. Yeah. It's an ice skate and he straight up cuts a dude's head off with it. However, didn't didn't that happen to somebody recently, like in a hockey yeah. game? Yes, got their throat slit and died. Yeah, oh, it's that's awful. fucked up. Um, but whatever. There was a lot of creative kills. I, mm-hmm. I, I'll say that. Um, Leguizamo finds the money. It was under the nativity scene. <laughs> yep, <laughs> really weird. And he's gonna go take it and run. Santa Claus chases after him on a snowmobile whole fight ensues santa and uh scrooge start fighting so they're on this compound and there's like this how there was like the foundation of like an old house or something like a yeah almost like a farmhouse or something yeah that had been torn down but you know how like the the stone fireplace is still there Yeah, it's still there maybe the family goes out there and has like cook uh, like a bonfire or whatever you know right. around there roast some marshmallows santa's out there fighting with uh scrooge and they're fighting blah 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 and Santa now has the magic of Christmas back in him, so his magic is going to start to work because all these people start believing in him again, right? Mm-hmm. So Trudy believes in him, and because of their bond and their love, and then the other people start saying, "Oh, Santa's helping us." He grabs Leguizamo and he like puts his finger to the side <laughs> of his nose and goes up the chimney. And Santa Claus has magic, but Leguizamo doesn't. Leguizamo not so much. <laughs> He's just like a bloody mess. He just gets like... He, come, he comes out the other side and it's just Leguizamo's torso in his arms. <laughs> like his head and all of his limbs are gone. It's and fucking... Santa just starts laughing. He's like, oh, ho, 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 ho. Yeah. It's pretty badass. Dude, um, when that happened, I think I audibly like yelled. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. awesome. And then the mercenaries, mercenaries show up uh, and they they shoot Santa quite yep. a few times. They shoot him, and then they need to get Santa warm, so they start burning the money. 
Beverly D'Angelo kills the guy uh, that that shot him too. So it's just the family now, and Santa's laying there dead, and they're like, "Ah, oh, he's freezing. We need to we need to warm him up." Yep. So they start burning the money. Yep. But Santa dies. He succumbs to his wounds, and Trudy gets her whole family to to declare that they believe in Santa Claus. And when they do, Santa wakes up. He comes back to life. He's like Frosty the Snowman. And then the, the reindeer come back. They bring a new gift sack for Santa Claus, and there's a note from Mrs. Claus. And then he's like, okay. And she's like, hey, you might need this. And his hammer's in there, like his old school one. Yeah. And Trudy's like, it's Skull Crusher. <laughs> uh, yeah, so everything's cool. And Santa goes and continues his night because he's got to go deliver gifts. That's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, and I think uh, Jason says something like, hey, like you saved my family. Like how I can never repay you. And he's like, you literally brought me back from the dead. I think we're even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, like, mid-credits, there's a scene where the Bertrude is vlogging. Fucking <laughs> <Like a> Bertrude. <laughs> and he, like, tells his viewers, he's like, Santa Claus is real, and you gotta... You gotta believe it, you'll end up like this fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the movie. I mean, uh, Quick little synopsis of it, um, you know, and, and, and it basically can be described as Die Hard. Yeah, totally. It's not a horror movie per se. I would say, you know, something that's more of always, an action movie. We've always said is like horror adjacent movies, right? Right. Yeah. This that's kind of like, my thoughts. Like, if you're a fan of horror, you will like this movie. Exactly. But yeah, it's not a horror movie. No. Um, it's a fantasy action uh, ripoff of. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say ripoff, but it's like they homage. were like, homage. You know, I watched um, "It's a Wonderful Knife" last night. Uh-huh. which is on Shudder, and that's like, uh, it's a wonderful life, but a horror movie. There's that same writer wrote Freaked, which is with Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn, where he, uh, like, it's like Freaky Friday. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. serial killer switches spots oh, yeah, with the young girl. Yeah, Freaky, I'm sorry, not Freaked. That was the That's the Alex one with Winter. Alex Winter. Yeah. yeah, Freaky. And then there's been there's been other movies where they, like, take a premise and they're like, let's make a horror movie out of it. So this was Die Hard, but, like, a horror movie, I guess. That being said... I thought the movie was very creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Hopper, whatever that guy's name uh, is. David Harbour. Yeah. David Harbour. I liked yeah, he's him great. as Santa Claus. I like John Leguizamo as a bad guy. He always does a good bad guy, actually. I thought everybody did really good acting-wise. I thought the writing was really good. I like uh, Josh Miller. I like him as a person, too, because I listen to his podcast. Uh, so uh, there's that. It's not like the best movie ever made, but I don't think they're trying to make it be the best movie ever made. So I'm not going to give it five Pamela Voorhees heads, but I am feeling generous this holiday season. So <laughs> I bumped my rating up one half a point. So I gave it three and a half Pamela Voorhees heads. Okay. I also gave it three and a half and I was tempted to go four to be honest with you, but I, I got thinking about another movie that we, uh, another Christmas movie that we did uh, maybe a couple years ago was um, Better Watch Out. We yeah. both gave that movie a four, that and I would say is, that movie's better. Yeah, that movie's awesome. Yeah, but I thought this movie was really good. It was clever. It was funny, fast-paced, great action scenes, good violence. Uh, Definitely just, great fight scenes. Very fun. Like what bumps it down a little bit for me is I think, like to your point, like Santa Claus is really good. Like Leguizamo's good. Um, Beverly D'Angelo is good. Like, like everybody's fine, but I thought some of the secondary characters weren't really that fleshed out and were just kind of stereotypes. Yeah, it's it's 107 minutes long. Like it could have yeah. been 90 minutes long. It, it was a little long. Yeah it's, yeah, it's pushing two hours. Yeah, 
Uh, that 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 for me is what brought it down. Is like there's some scenes where I was like, okay, let's we can we can move on. Now I don't want to yeah. sound like the guy who knows everything about everything because I don't. But I'm just saying, I I think we could have reworked some stuff and made it a little bit more fast paced. But I would totally watch this movie again. In fact, I think that's one that I will revisit probably every Christmas. Definitely, I definitely agree. So three and a half Pamela Voorhees heads overall. It is streaming. I don't know where it's streaming. Uh, I saw it on Prime, I think. There you go. That's what I saw it on as well. So if you're a Prime member, you can watch it for with your membership. If not, just rent it, buy it, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth a watch. But like David said, better watch out. I'd probably recommend you watch that. I am going to say this also as a side note, because we probably won't review this. Um, it's a Wonderful Knife. Mm-hmm. One and a half heads. <laughs> it's not bad Good to know it's not bad maybe put yeah. it on in the background well, but it's good it's, to know because i was interested in seeing it it's not good okay and that's kind of what i was picking up on it's clever like, but not yeah. that clever yeah i watched the trailer and i was like mm, i'm skeptical but i'm probably gonna watch it could it. i feel like it could have been a lot better than it was yeah that's but, a bummer yeah what are you gonna do so uh, that's that. We've talked about a lot today, David. We've talked about tattoos. We've talked about pinball machines. We've talked about movies. We've talked about conventions. conventions. We've talked about spending money. We've talked about saving money. Burning money. Burning money. The one thing I will say is everybody should have a Merry Christmas. I wish everybody yes. out there to have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. And uh, look forward to a great new year 2024 is here it is upon us it's there's a quick. lot of shit that's going to be happening in 2024 regarding uh the news yeah buckle up for everybody's <laughs> mental health i think just don't fucking pay attention to all the bullshit <laughs> just don't i'm not saying don't pay attention to the news but for your own mental health because i know that it affected mine and it still affects mine and I try not to pay attention. Focus on the good things and what you can control. Focus on the good things and focus on the good in people, even if you disagree with what their beliefs are. Agreed 100%. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. Be kind to each other and yourself. Isn't that how Jerry Springer used to always end the Jerry Springer show? Oh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Be kind to each other and yourself or some bullshit like that. Fuck Jerry yeah. Springer, that and fuck. Each other. Yeah. What a fuck. <laughs> those vocal cords ready me 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 la 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 got some tea with honey in it <coughs>
Was there a horse in there with you? Sound like a horse. Yeah. <laughs> no, just something with a horse dick. That right. I got that horse dick. <laughs> Dude, fucking horse boners are funny. Uh, I don't know about being funny. However, I do know <laughs> that uh, they're very large. Yes. <laughs> they just swing. They're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 